1: Welcome to Moving Iron Podcast uh, Market Roundup with Chip Nellinger. Chip's in an airport here. He's traveling back from, uh, from a weekend deal he was doing over, over the weekend here, so we're catching him here in the airport. But Chip, looks like since Wednesday, the uh, market did some crazy stuff. Thursday it went way, way down, and Friday it shot back up, so there was some pretty good volatility there. There was, This just when the market looked like it was ready to just, um,
0: you know, go back to zero, we had a big, big rally on uh, on Friday, so that kind of shocked everyone, me included. Uh, led by the wheat market, we fell into new contract lows Wednesday and Thursday, looked like the world was ending, and we shot back up those double-digit gains on Friday. Um, the um, part of that is the Australian crop is going to end up... Um, way lower than what people expected. There were some private numbers, or actually not private, their government equivalent of USDA in Australia. Um, their crop there is gonna be uh, like a 60 year low uh, in production and that was um, a spark that the, that the market needed. Had wheat rallying sharply, um, had corn rallying as well. We pretty much reversed the losses from Thursday and um, got all those back and then some in the corn market. So, you know, we'll see, Um, it's a good start. Beans are still the weak link, they did close higher, but they were definitely uh, the laggard uh, on the way back up Friday, and they were the leader on the way down along the week. So um, corn held technically right where it needed to, uh, about a 50% retracement, it's a good spot for it to stop, uh, but we need to see some follow through gains this coming week to kind of verify that maybe a, uh, you know, a temporary low is in place. We also are within shouting distance of the uh, November 8th crop report. That's gonna be a big, big report. Uh, update on yields, update on demand, update on world numbers. That comes out the, uh, the 8th of November. So, um, you know, a lot to, to hit this market. Still a lot. To, so I'm in the airport now, flying back to Denver, but I drove out there um, on uh, Thursday and there's a lot of crop in the field as you get into, you know, basically everywhere west of the Mississippi, uh, A lot of crop in the field, the further west you go, uh, the more there is, and uh, we drove through rain again, not heavy rain. Um, so they're really struggling to get the crop out of the ground. A uh, couple big wind events here recently, um, you know, throughout the uh, the Midwest, and that's um, according to producers, done a lot of damage to what corn is left in the field in spots. Um, so you know, likely corn yields aren't going to go up, and that's going to be something that uh, you know underlying supports this corn market until we get that November crop report out of the way. Um, obviously, beans are going to lag because of the China agreement, but uh, at this upcoming G20 meeting, um, I believe it's the 20th of November, um, that President Trump and the Chinese president are supposed to uh, at least um, officially meet, and, um, you know, obviously high on the agenda is going to be uh, this, uh, this trade war we've got going on. The wheat market's going to watch uh, the world adjustments on that November crop report, as well as any, um, you know, additional talk out of Russia. Or Ukraine about slowing or curtailed uh, exports there, and uh, and also watching weather. I mean, uh, you know, it's been awful wet in areas. Of U.S. planes, uh, planning's a little bit late, uh, so there's some world weather spots uh, popping up that you know can affect the um, uh, the wheat market here in the, in the next several weeks as well. So yeah. looked like doom and gloom Wednesday, Thursday bounced it back. Friday, uh, we'll see what uh, what we've got in store this week. But um, pretty uh, pretty decent close. Needs to a little follow through, and um, you know, which is likely uh, at least stabilization ahead of this November crop report, um, and, and then you know, all bets are off depending on what they say there.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking at the overnights that just opened up here. Uh, I got my alert on my phone. Looks like uh, everything is is up again. You know, corns up three and three quarters, and and the overnights in December, and December 9th up two and three quarters, so everything's kind of headed off in a good direction.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's good to see, that um, you know, at least stable to hire here. Um, there is, uh, you know, chances of rains coming in areas, so it's just this last, um, you know, third of uh, the corn harvest and, you know, 40% of bean harvest, it's really been a struggle getting it out of the field. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and historically, when you see, you know, late wet, falls, um, it it does curtail yields and and generally, you know, historically would have seen the highest yield, especially in corn. Uh, So that's still a big influence is weather. And, um, you know, stock market's been uh, real dicey here. So there's some talk that maybe there'll be some money flowing out of stocks into commodities because they're, you know, as a crude cheap, especially uh, wheat, corn and beans, leading the pack there as far as the value plays and, and cheap commodities so we could see the benefit of uh, of some of that as well there is a bigger uh correction in the stock market in the weeks ahead um bit the money flow coming in would uh, potentially be a good thing for uh, the grain
1: markets yeah so with the beating that the stock market took here over the week had the cattle market reply or the livestock market uh respond to all that yeah
0: pretty pretty choppy there as well we saw some uh Correlation uh, midweek, we saw some big down days in the stock market, five six hundred lower, uh, and, and that definitely weighed on uh, the cattle market. But uh, we bounced it back late in the week and, and closed, uh, you know, pretty strongly. So uh, pretty good performance all around. Um, hogs, you know, have, have been choppy; they're off the highs. Uh, they probably have, um, you know, the, I guess more emphasis on on them to kind of hold in here and rally a little bit. Um, talk about last week the um, uh, this, uh, uh, swine fever, agent swine fever, uh, maybe making, making its way into the, the food chain, and that helped uh, give us a, a limit up close there midweek in, in hogs. But it's been a choppy, choppy trading affair uh, in hogs. Uh, cattle hold together uh, pretty well. So, maybe Dajabola, we had a friendly cattle on the feed last week, kind of a delayed reaction, cash trade a little better. And uh, the cattle market, uh, I think, is, is set for good things in here. And, uh, and likely, at least in my opinion, a little more upside in the short run. So producers need to kind of watch these deferred, um, you know, contracts, the DEAS, the FEB. And if we do extend this rally, um, you know, look at it as potential uh, hedging opportunity um, in uh, in this cattle out in winter.
1: Right. So this December 8th report that's going to come out, um with the news that came out of Australia and the news that's coming out of Europe right now when they're talking about uh, the Europeans, I read an article not too long ago where they had updated their overall yield reports, and they were less than what they expected uh, at this point. Do you foresee that wheat could continue on uh, the same track it's going on with the late, harvest or the late planting and the issues that we see in major producing wheat areas across the world?
0: some help on that November crop report here and uh, I guess we're closing in less than two weeks away uh, on that so uh, we're definitely going to need some help there in the form of shrinking production estimates uh, worldwide Um, we've really struggled there, there's been some friendly things to talk about in the wheat market but yet you know that wolf carryout seems to be um, kind of stable to slightly growing and I think that's been a little bit of a um, a disappointment to to wheat traders around there so um, it's going to take you know, at least the resumption sort of the trend going lower on the world wheat stocks, we could easily see that in November with some of the private estimates that have, have been out here recently. Yeah. So, and then there's always the question of uh, Russia and Ukraine, wheat supplies, uh, you know, they're going to ban, they're not going to ban, it's been back and forth about a half a dozen times. So far they haven't, but if you get deeper, and it likely won't happen in the December, January timeframe, but if you get some confirmation that, um, you know, they're Exportable supplies out of the Black Sea area um, are done, you know, are, are curtailed by an export tax or an export ban, or even just the cash markets rallying sharply in those areas, meaning that there's not much more supply to put on the export market. That will really uh, ignite the wheat market as well, but that might be a little bit premature. That's uh, probably, uh, you know, some weeks, weeks to a couple months ahead of us here.
1: Yeah, I know. I know cotton not something that you that you deal a lot with. But the customers that you have in the Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas area, have you heard any of them talk about taking more wheat acres out and putting cotton in? Um, You know, haven't I have not uh,
0: heard much of that yet. I think there's still a little bit of a window here. So, you know, I think the next uh, week or ten days is going to be important to see how the weather um, transpires uh, out in those those areas. But it's definitely been a struggle for them. I mean, uh, you know, you got some of those areas in Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Kansas that. you know, they've essentially got half or two-thirds of their total rainfall here in the last month. You know, their annual rainfall in the last month. So yeah. uh, it's, it's definitely a, a, a weird fall here. That could be something that, um, you know, definitely affects things. Um, I think we have to wait till January. The January part when we get our our uh, our, wheat acre, our final wheat acreage number. So that's still a couple months out before
1: we uh, have a little better feel for that. Right on. All right, Chip. Well, a lot of stuff going on as usual. Guys want to work on a plan or have you look at a plan that they have already put together? What would be the best way for them to do that?
0: Yeah, the best way is just call our office. We'd be uh, happy to chat with you, uh, 309-550-7213. And uh, we'd have to to go over um, kind of a questionnaire as far as uh, your risk management plan
1: and um, kind of give you a free evaluation. Right on, Chip. Well, we'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Have a safe trip home. We'll, We'll see you then. Alright, thanks Casey Alright, take it easy man
0: Moving iron In the 21st century Hard